Hey, what is up, nerds? You know, before we drop this awesome podcast onto your ears, guess what I want to tell you about? Have you ever listened to the show and you thought to yourself, man, I want to wear what they're saying? Well, folks, we have that for you right now. That's right. All the content that you're hearing on the show and original content is located at the merch at nerdonomy.com. That's right. We have t-shirts. We have things that are made in the U.S. Support the Nerdonomy. Support the U.S. Just wear our stuff. Awesome. Listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. Welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm David McGuire. I'm Brian Moriarty. And I'm Sarah Ashley. So, welcome back, nerds. We uh, are going to. Today's topic is uh, one of great, great importance to us. Great importance to me. Uh, I really enjoyed the, today's topic, and I think you will too. But before we get started into today's topic, um, if it's okay with you guys, I feel like we should introduce our two very, very special guests. What it's not say? okay with me. Okay, well, it's, it's a two-thirds vote. Uh, well, let me, let me introduce one of them. So I've known um, one of our guests since birth, pretty much, uh, and he has been the editor of our podcast. He's volunteered his time, and um, he's done a great job on both the history podcast and the film podcast. So I'd like to introduce to the podcast, Mr. Sean Moriarty, my brother, the editor. Hello. <laughs> it's very good to be here. Okay, so, well, do you want to introduce the second guy? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> when we first started uh, Nerds on Film, I, uh, of course, we were, you know, pimping it out as much as we possibly could. And I got a phone call, not really a phone call, more like a text message, but I'll say it's a phone call for uh, our purposes here. Was it rotary? Yeah. Did you use rotary yeah, dial? Yeah, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had the whole, like, bell chime and everything. Uh, Operator, and... call back <laughs> Operator. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, like to make a call, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm trying to reach two. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, this guest, he said, hey, you know, I'd like to come on, and uh, I've done a couple of short films with him. Um, he's probably as big of a nerd as all of us, maybe slightly more just on the behind-the-scenes stuff. But uh, without further ado, <laughs> I would like to bring on Justin Sweet Rogers. Are you trying to say I can't be on camera? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to say that you know that more what? about the behind-the-scenes stuff than most of us. Look, would. look, 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 look. There is a reason why he's invited you to do the podcast and not a the movie. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> just to make sure I, I that you, you know. For- Podcast. <laughs> you got a face for podcast, <laughs> and that face on that car is creeping me out. <laughs> we are recording in the Nerd Cave tonight, which is another fancy way of saying my garage. And because uh, we like it, we think the sound quality is actually a lot better when we do it in this room. And we get baked goods. And you get baked goods. We do a little. We do a little nerd potluck when we record our podcasts. No one told me to bring anything. I have tons of shit in my house. <laughs> I got a mom that just cooks and can't eat anything. Wow. She's just like, let me cook. I can't eat anything. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's just slow our roll here. We're talking about recording in a garage and your mom making food. We are not helping talking- anybody's cause here. <laughs> We're grownups, I swear. I'm still that fat nerd who lives in his mom's basement, even though she's on the second floor of my house. I rule the first floor and it's my domain. Okay. So, uh, for our listeners, uh, give us a little bit of background. Like, what, what, what got you into movies? What made you, uh, you know, really want to pursue movies as a, as a career or even as a, as a fun hobby? Uh, so kind of as a kid, my parents took away my TV. Or not mine, but my parents took away our family TV. And we had it for, uh... <laughs> 
You all right? If you haven't gotten the, the if you haven't gotten the hint yet, we drink when we do these podcasts. Yeah, and it was funny because Sarah Sean has given us a repeated note that he can hear us slurping when we record. And so Sarah and David both took a sip at the same time and they were both like very cautiously moving away from the mic and swallowing. And oh, it just was better be. Yeah. Oh, you guys better be. We, Sean, we're we're trying to respect your wishes and your notes. Thank you. I appreciate Back to it. Me. Uh, sorry, sorry, J. Justin. Continue, please. Tangent. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just ramble all the time too. So we didn't have a TV for about like 10, 12 years of my life, and then also from the religious upbringing that I had, I wasn't allowed to watch the cooler movies. I was only allowed to watch a certain select. And uh, then once we got a TV back and I got a, my own job and said, fuck this, I'm buying my own stuff, I was like, I want to do that too, because I liked, I just liked the magic and the funness of film. And it was like, I could do that because a lot of the stuff I watch is crap. So I can, I can at least fail decently. Sean, please, I already know this story, but tell the rest of us and the world, what brought us into movies? Um, I think that the movies for a little bit there were basically our babysitter, our, when, especially in the summertime, were. when our parents would go to work, we would sit at home and flip through all of the premium channels like the, the Showtime and the Cinemax and the HBO and just watch movie after movie all day, every day. And we just became fascinated with it. And naturally, we started to really think about how are movies made and that's what really made us into nerds. We wanted to hear and see how movies were made and like, wow, how did that, how did they make that explode? How did they make this giant wave? Yeah. I think one thing that I will mention real quick, just to um, get nostalgic for a moment. Uh, Sean, do you remember the numerous Friday nights where we go to Movie Maniacs and get the uh, Video Maniacs and the, the movies? So is it Video Maniacs? Video Maniacs. Yes. Oh, man, we went there, and we, we knew how to sweet-talk the guy behind the counter because he was giving us rated R movies by the time we were 11. That's <laughs> nice. true. I forgot yeah. about that. That was so great. I uh, do you remember the one time that I uh, told the guy at AMC Theaters that uh, our parents had just died, and I was your legal guardian <laughs> for the moment so that I could sneak Sean you into I, wild things? So Sean and I went and saw I do remember this. Sean and I went and saw We were told we were not allowed to go see it. It was a day off. We went anyway. And the guy who... Wait, see what? Wild Things. So I was like 12 and Sean was 14. Oh, Jesus And Christ. the guy at the box office, who would have been like, what, 16 years old, was giving a shit. And it was like, Sean, like... Where are your parents? It's like, where are your parents? It's like, my parents just... And Sean, with 100% commitment, just went to the box office guy and said, my parents just died. Thanks for bringing up such a sore subject. And the dude felt so horrible. <laughs> oh, oh I was terrible. I'm still terrible, nice. actually. Yep, terrible. Sean, you are my hero. <laughs> did you guys Did you guys ever do that thing? Because I remember during the summertime when I would have premium channels, like movies that were really rated R. Like, I remember one summer, American Pie had just come on to, like, stars. And I got so excited because I'm like, oh, I get to see boobies today. I get to see boobies today. Did you guys ever do the okay, same first thing? Off, when you're, first off, when you're 10 years old or oh, you're yeah. 11 years old, a gust of wind can give you an erection. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Let's just, let's, 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 <laughs> it was it was always the cold weather for me. <laughs> friends were very awkward. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> we the premium channels. Uh, I found out at about age ten, and Brian did after me that um, after about one thirty a.m. is where Cinemax and Showtime yeah, get very interesting. And that's the first place I saw David Duchovny. He was in Red Shoe Diaries. Oh <laughs> it wasn't the X-Files. It was, nope, it was Red, Red, Shoe, Red Diaries. Shoe Diaries. To which they made a TV series about it, which I remember as a kid, same as you guys, watching the Red Shoe Diaries, hoping like, 
oh, I want to see nudity because I'm 13 and I would just want to like know what a boob looks like. And <laughs> of course, every episode of Red Shoe Diary that I would watch was like probably the most unnudity episode ever. Uh, and they always took their time with it too. It was episode. always like, That's wasn't right. that show on Lifetime? <laughs> probably. I, it I is now. It was. It was after dark. It was Lifetime after dark. All right. <laughs> Weird. Wow, was that? Movies about women fucking. Um. I just remember trying to like. I remember trying to get through like scrambled porn, like oh. back in the nineties. Oh, I remember that too. Yeah, it's all yeah. like white noise, and you're like, I think I see something. And there was like, there was There's always a, lot a of good funny noises good, happening. What's going on? And there was like maybe a good five seconds where you could see somewhat of an image. It was garbled, yeah, yeah. and then it would go back to being scrambled again. Yeah, sure. It's the scene from American Pie. It was like that. Oh, that is a tit. That is a tit. And it's just like, you know, there were at least 100 million 13-year-olds that were just like, ah, look at that. Finally. <laughs> I was going to say, it made for a really awkward losing of my virginity because I was under the impression that the girl would be on top and humping me somewhere near my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really awkward. I'm sorry. If that girl's out there and or that has not hung herself yet, I apologize. Wait, hold on, hold on. I think you need to be up a little bit closer to my chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wow. goes in there? Oh, whoa, shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Wait, we're supposed to be talking about movies, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Disaster no, movies? We, we are. We're talking about American softcore porn right now. I that, that's, that's an episode. Title, Screw this disaster movie I'm thing. Let's just talk about right softcore. Now. Okay, unfortunately. Well, you know, sometimes American still softcore. still that tissue? <laughs> sometimes I have backup cards of all the softcore porn movies I've seen. disastrous. There's like 13. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> Sean, Sean just said he has a an index card of all his softcore porn movies. <laughs> oh my god! You prep for tonight. <laughs> I'm trying to hijack this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> well played, Moriarty. <clears throat> well played. So. <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, you I know, it's like a topic for um, among for among sure. all. Can the, we um, do a porn episode? Can we? Sure. Uh, I'm sorry, a softcore. We'll do softcore one episode, and then we'll do hardcore another episode. <laughs> we gotta spread the shit out. That would be and then medium yeah, core, yeah. medium out. core porn. <laughs> medium core porn. Medium core porn. Medium core is like what you see on like the Playboy channel. It's not you don't they don't show penetration, but it's like it's pretty clear that they're fucking. So it's not which is the best. No, no, part. no. I would say Antichrist would be medium core. Porn. <laughs> That's not medium core. You see penetration in that movie. That doesn't matter. You don't see a, the cum shot. I saw William Defoe's balls, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> yeah, that that's hardcore. That's a little much to see. You guys didn't see the rest of the movie, so. <laughs> so I, we, we are completely off topic. Uh, uh, we'll get back. Hang on. Let me, let me bring it home. Okay. Let me bring it home. So, okay. yes, we would watch a lot of Cinemax movies, but you know what I also remember, Sean? I remember us also watching a lot of stuff on the Sci Fi Channel and on FX. Yes. And lots of made-for-TV movies, and remembering how bad a lot of those those disaster movies they would do on the Sci-Fi Channel. Topical. Topical. <laughs> I just brought it home. All right. Well done. Way to go, bud. So I think what we should probably preface this now that we're getting on the topic here. Every week we search for a, a new topic for us to discuss, and disaster movies, as Brian has stated, and as Sean has stated, <clears> are. Probably up on the top of our list of movies that we love to watch. And that got me thinking. I think I got all of us thinking, what do we love to see about the disaster movie? Yeah. And I think to do that, we should probably take our first step and try to define what the fuck makes a disaster movie. For me, 
a disaster movie talks about how a cast of characters deal with a catastrophic event of some kind, uh, a force of nature that is unstoppable so that the conflict is not man ver I mean, it really is the whole man versus nature archetype that we talk about when we're learning about storytelling. That's for me what defines a disaster movie. What about you guys? Um, I'd have to agree with the with that for the most part. Definitely, I feel like the movies do need to have kind of a wide variety of characters within the the group of people that's being yeah, affected. Like different approaches. Yeah, different different archetypes, etc. Yeah. But I think the thematic mm. elements are are really important. And as far as the disaster movie uh, revolution, re-revolution that's happened of of the '90s, um, it's definitely been very CGI heavy. The the spectacle is definitely a major theme that that comes with disaster movies, as opposed to disaster movies of yore of um, the '70s and such, where they were a little bit more toned down on the special effects, simply because you know they had to be; they didn't have the technology. But also on the storytelling aspect, the the theme of of human triumph. Human triumph. Oh yeah, is is really really important to to showcase. In so it's not movies. just that they're dealing with this unstoppable force. So well, actually, Sean, what do you think qualifies as a disaster movie? I actually think it's really hard to narrow down exactly what makes a disaster movie, which is why I'm really looking forward to uh, the conversation we're having tonight. Of course, movies like Earthquake and Twister and Dante's Peak, things like that, uh, fit into the disaster movie category because. They're specifically made to be disaster movies, but then you've got some movies like Contagion or Outbreak, where it's a little bit of a gray area, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation tonight, so I can find out for myself. Hmm. Justin? It can be, for me, disaster movies could be a couple of different things. Like, I think old school Japanese monster movies, because it's like a big giant monster comes around and like destroys buildings, and they either call it the power of Godzilla or the Godzilla force to kill Godzilla or the the other monsters or you can have like the terrible tripe of that guy that did the day after tomorrow and 2012 and, oh you had to bring uh, up of course you get to bring up Mr. Emmerich yes oh yeah that's that guy that guy and Michael Bear the kings of oh, hold on hold on if, if, I just want to interject uh, Roland Emmerich <laughs> knows he's making shit. Michael Bay believes that he's actually making art. legitimate art. art. Legitimate, legitimate art. I, I, and I'm sure that to some extent Roland Emmerich probably believes that he's making some sort of art. But he knows going into it, it's going to be a group ensemble. I'm going to destroy a whole bunch of shit. And the dialogue's going to be terrible. Like I'm sure at some part he's like, yeah, it's a disaster movie. It's supposed to be that way. Right. I really think that Michael Bay, when he, when he made Transformers, he was probably like, this is the best thing since sliced bread, guys. I mean, Jesus himself <clears throat> could not make a better movie. <laughs> but oh didn't God. passions make more <laughs> <laughs> that actually had some real death in it too some guy got electrocuted right yeah. yeah actually what happened was on that film Jim Caviezel got struck by lightning yeah, when right. he was on the cross multiple times right no it was him and then there was another dude who got struck by lightning during the same scene and apparently Mel Gibson was talking about this in one of the interviews he was talking about how and they didn't film it? No, they didn't film it. Because if they filmed it, that would have made it a disaster movie. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what Jim Caviezel's... Force of Nature. ...response was. Affecting what you, a group of people. While that sitting was, there, do you think Christ he said Jesus? <laughs> like when he got shot? Do you think he was like, oh, Jesus! <laughs> 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 Maybe he was just really in character. Me! Me! Yeah. Wowza. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it just... I don't think I've seen a really good, in my opinion, a disaster movie that I was like, I'll remember that forever is like, that's one of the greatest movies ever. Oh, man. What? That's, for you. Like, that, they, that's just me. I'm no, saying no. that's that's just me I'm because just, uh, 
whatever. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Because here's the thing. A lot of the times the disaster movies are just god-awful, that they just go right out of our consciousness and we forget about it until we see it on you know the $2 rack at yeah. some video store. You're like, oh, right, The Happening. What right. happened to it? <laughs> Whoa. Let's not talk about The Happening. That was a disaster I mean, like, of a disaster I mean, like, movie. My favorites, like, for me, I agree with all of you. All, all the points you guys mentioned are, are how I feel about disaster movies. It's usually a large ensemble with certain archetypes that you have to fill, and there's this beyond-their-ability type event that's occurring. Mm-hmm. Like, it involves them all working together in some fashion to help oil that machine to be able to take them down. I.e. Independence Day took an entire country, an entire world to be able to take it down. Like once they figured it out, and, you know, there was all the It took an Apple laptop to take it down. <laughs> uh, a true. power book, actually, yes. An Apple power book. Details. But it took <laughs> details. And it took a sassy Whatever black... Apple fanboy. I'm Shut sorry. up. I'm sorry. It took an Apple laptop and a sassy black pilot to be able and to a... get them up into the And Jew <laughs> And welcome to I, 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 I love that like the, the, the cutting edge technology that was a laptop and it was a floppy disk that they put the virus on. This one little floppy disk is gonna have the key to destroying this whole armada of massive warships. I mean, well, they didn't even have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't just the fact that uh, you know it was the floppy disk. It was because he uploaded a virus, guys. Remember, he was super drunk, and his very Jewish father was sure. was like, "Oh, get up, David. You're gonna get a cold." He's like, "Oh my God, stroke of brilliance. I figured it out." We can get into more talk about that. War but, of the world. What? <laughs> but the thing is, is that for me, the 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 entire idea of a disaster movie, like I said, is an ensemble taking in this event. And then, and as Sarah said, like their their triumph, but it's also in the dialogue because I feel like there's a quota that they have to meet with bad one-liners and overly exploded buildings and cars, and you know there's that trusty best friend that's probably going to get offed, and I mean it's just there's a whole you know um, bubble that they live in, and because of that. You know, they're stuck. The one drunk, even though that Independence Day had, like, two or three. There's only one drunk. Who was the other two? It takes three drunks to save the world, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there was, uh, there was Randy, Randy Quaid, <laughs> yeah. who, who stopped then, drinking to save the world. Jeff Goldblum kind of drank, too, right? Well, he just got drunk because he was very upset. Yeah, Still, he, 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 he got wasn't drunk. Really a drunk. He got drunk got because drunk. he thought the world was going to end, yeah. you know. And, so Details. We, so, I mean, you got Quaid, you got... You said there was the a third? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long ass time. He was just making shit Did up. Did Bill yeah. Pullman drink a bunch? A was the president hammered? No, hammer? I thought the same thing, no? but no, he did not. Bill Pullman did not drink. No, oh, he did okay. not. He no, was the he consummate hero in that movie. He yes, did not. he was. Bill I have Pullman not seen president. that in a while. So. Actual president. Oh, okay. So, guys, the original time we recorded this podcast, we talked about who was our favorite disaster movie president. Oh, did he just drop the, for- the Freeman bomb? No, she just dropped the Bill Pullman for president. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. David and I voted, and I'm pretty sure that Justin voted for this too, right? Did you vote? You voted for Pullman. Yeah. Uh, so Pullman, Pullman, and Sarah voted for Pullman, but Sean, David, and I were very adamantly in favor of Freeman. But I do have to say, Morgan, Morgan Freeman has Freeman. the most votes as a president because not only was he a president in the disaster movie, but he was Mandela. Well, sure. Oh, all right. He's president of my heart. Well, hold on, we're gonna... But we're doing <laughs> this. We're doing this within the context of disaster movies. It has to be the best disaster well, did you see movie president. Because some people might. I never saw. I never saw. No, I was gonna but... say if we're gonna go off of that, we've been doing double duty. Pullman is gonna play a president again on TV. Oh snap! Yeah. And you said double duty series, but he's gonna play play the president. So TV, not film, though. Not film. I'm just. Hold on, hold on. Well, we talked about uh, we talked about Star Trek on here. We Star can Trek talk is about a TV. film series, though. It's 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 that validated from a television series. 
I'm just be that saying. as it may, it was still a film series. All right, that's an entirely separate argument. Anyways, so yeah, so a, a little tangent that we had last week was who would win as president in a disaster movie. And even then, Morgan Freeman does. If you want to really count the other roles, then Morgan Freeman has a trump card because he played God. I was just going to say, yeah, he, he was fucking God. Twice. Yeah, but that's the thing that we are talking within the context of, a of disaster mo- movies. Well, Evan Almighty is kind of a disaster movie. Shut the fuck up. I'm just saying. It is a disaster movie. It's a disaster comedy. It is a disaster comedy. It's a force of nature. That movie is not good. <laughs> I feel like we owe it to the world to inform them. I think uh, I think we should all, uh, by a vote of I, uh, let's all just vote and say who thought that movie was horrible. And all in uh, favor, uh, say Evan aye. Al- Almighty. Yeah, ever, all in favor, everyone say aye. 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 I never saw it because it looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. <laughs> that counts. That's an eye. That's, That's unanimous. A... And if there are any Hollywood execs that are listening, we, it's not that we don't you know, care to, to possibly work for you one day. It's just... We dislike. We think he'd be doing way better. That's right. Danny Glover was the president in 2012. Yeah, and you can barely hear him like in everything else since. And he got killed. Three. He got killed by a fucking aircraft carrier. Oi. Yeah. Oi. Well, okay. So I I will say then, Bill Pullman for president, Morgan Freeman for God. Morgan Freeman versus Bill Pullman. That'd be an awesome Freeman. Debate. Freeman. Freeman would take him. Freeman. I just want to see the debate. Oh, just as like a like a political debate. Like they take like an actual political debate with them as like running mates, like as as opposing mates. Like yeah. I would love to see that happen. I feel like they would be on the same side. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so then let's ask the question though, because I mean, we're, there's a lot of the things we have agreement for, but Justin also said that things like Godzilla qualify as a disaster movie. Why does that qualify as a disaster movie to you and not a monster movie? Well, Godzilla buildings were destroyed that's very disastrous wouldn't you say very costly so then almost in a sense (laughs) avengers could kind of be a disaster film towards the end of the movie that epic battle scene because a lot of buildings were destroyed also dark knight rises could be a disaster movie towards the end because the bridge was destroyed and a lot of things happened what's that i'm gonna argue against avengers and dark knight rises simply because the people that no no the people who were being affected by the huge disaster stuff were not the people to triumph and win so i will say i will say no i would argue uh, i would argue to the contrary uh, in dark knight rises because the people of gotham city, city won okay 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 okay, okay fine 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 whatever avengers even with the weird no. icy patch avengers the people uh, where they were in new york and avengers right because it's always yeah. new york so uh, the people of new york were not they, they were not the focus they it was were the not the focus, the focus to, to triumph over this they showed that waitress in stanley that's in the blu-ray extras yeah 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 we're such nerds (laughs) what 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 makes you say steve rogers isn't born in new york what makes you say clint barton isn't a new york citizen what makes you say samuel l motherfucking nick furry isn't from nick furry Furry? that would have been a whole other movie i just got the vision of of sam jackson in a cat suit with an eye patch and a snake belt He's like, I, I got a motherfucking Say Tesseract again. I, I say you, you say are, Tesseract one more goddamn time. You guys are say tarnished. Tesseract one more goddamn you guys are time. Tarnishing <laughs> the image of Nick Fury for me. Please stop. I will say, I do agree with you guys that I, I will agree with Sarah that I won't classify Avengers as a disaster movie. But to say that the people of New York are not a focal point, like that. Mm, that's a gray area because I feel like the whole reason that they are doing this act, the whole reason that Batman is trying to, you know, stop Bane with that bomb, and the whole reason that the Avengers are fighting off the aliens from whatever fuck planet it's called, forgive me, I don't know, uh, and those whale things. Leviathans. Oh. 
God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the biblical creatures? Yes. Also, you look at your villains. But these are the thing, though. These are human villains or superhero villains well, or whatever. It's not a disaster. It's not man versus nature well, circumstances. That's, 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 I, didn't, I didn't say yeah. that those movies were full-on disaster movies. I said they had elements yeah. of well, a disaster that, movie. That, that brings up a really important point, though. I would still say, though, that, <clears throat> that monster movies on a large scale... Big time monster movies. I think they can be both monster and disaster movies. Yes. I I think that the, that is a gray area genre. I won't. I'm not on board with Avengers though. For me, I think it goes back to the focus of the movie. You're right. I mean, I guess there's elements to it, but it's the fact that there is this force of nature and they're dealing with it. The Avengers, yes, they had to deal with the fact that there was Loki and his army from the other worlds coming in and taking over. Dark Knight, yes, there was this whole nuclear bomb that could potentially go off, and that Bane. But Bane is not a force of nature, nor is Loki. They are they are characters. Whereas in a disaster movie, the force of nature is, in a weird way, the character, the antagonist of that movie. Mm, well, I would I would argue against Loki being just a character because of his super el- supernatural elements and his godlike powers. He could be conceived as being a force of nature. What I mean by force of nature is it's not a conscious force, meaning it doesn't have its own thoughts and feelings. It just is. It just goes through without without thoughts or anything like that. Before we continue, I'm just, just like I, I just, think it's an in- interesting how this conversation is like a hundred percent different than the last time we recorded this. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we were like, "Ah, oh, disaster movies," and we're like, "No, we're gonna fucking save them. Comic books are disaster <laughs> movies. Let's argue it for fifteen minutes." Go. Sarah, your point, because you, you had a rebuttal. I, I did. I, I do feel that the force of nature is you know, sort of a character, but more importantly, it's the catalyst for the conflict. Not just the start of the conflict, There, because, I mean, if you were to say that, oh, as long as it causes the conflict, it's a disaster movie, then that would be an argument for Wizard of Oz being a disaster movie, which is not. No, that's definitely fantasy, yeah. Yeah, but well, more so, I was just saying, like, you know, yeah. it's a twist-off. Well, so, <laughs> it, it, basically, what you're talking about is, in every story... It needs to be the consistent conflict throughout. Yeah, it, well, it, it may not be the climactic con- conflict, but it needs to be the beginning of the conflict and the reason why the conflict continues throughout the whole movie. So not just like a good movie because every every story starts off with the like a point of stasis, and you're saying it's not just the intrusion to that stasis; it's this concurrent conflict. Yes, yes. it's both this the, the intrusion and the antagonist of yes. the, the story. Yes. that's what to you qualifies. Yes. Okay. So why... As the disaster. Why... Yeah. Yeah. So so it's almost sounding like the, the disaster has to be something that you can't fully defeat because you're it's all natural disasters. So it's just something that's going to be like, oh, crap, this is happening. Go run and hide. And then, oh, look, it's all done now. Someone might have died, but we saved the day. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, so, okay. So Here's, can, I just, can I just do a quick tangent? I love how in disaster movies... It's you, obviously it's that like one group that you want to talk about, and when everything's like sunshine and roses, everyone's like hey, everything's great. I'm still glad we're alive. And I almost want to be like, what, the what about fuck, what man? about everybody else who died like, in your not, cities and shambles? Like your entire New York froze over, and you're like, oh man, I'm so glad we're alive. And there's some like hobo who's like mid stream and he's like completely. <laughs> 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 it's like fuck it, means I'm hobo. Yeah, it's, yeah, fine. It's, it's like they should have found God and like went <laughs> on their way. Like, <laughs> or the people, but it, God, I don't even really remember the end of 2012. Isn't it like some people get to leave the planet and then? Er- no, no, the end of 2012 is they built arcs. Yeah. 
They built like high tech arts. Yeah, but did that save everybody? Well, yeah, the rich, no, the well, people that matter. Yeah, it was duh. the rich right? and John Cusack. <laughs> duh. What the very Which end? I would so for no one knows how I, to build anything once all the dumb people are dead. I would totally save John Cusack from the end of the world. <laughs> so are you saying the dumb people are the ones who actually like keep the world running? So what you're saying is that the free- rich people don't like getting their hands dirty. No, you're that's that true. Forty-seven percent are the people that like to get their hands dirty. I have no idea what that reference means. Oh I've come made- on, it's topical. Yeah, I don't it's pay attention to the presidential debate. I'm such a jackass. <laughs> I'm voting for my friend's dad because he's going to give me a special present. Let's not worry about this right now. Back to back to what I was attempting to try to talk about. So, for example, even though it was a terrible movie, Pearl Harbor. What happened... <sighs> the events... Uh, oh. What the events of Pearl Harbor, that is almost in a sense a disaster movie and it's a war movie. It's a war movie. It's a, not a force of nature. It's, that's, see that, but that's what my argument is. Is like you're talking about forces of nature. Why can't it be a man made thing? Like it's the actions that was a catastrophic disaster that happened to something. Yeah. And then we retaliated back. Because. And that's, that, that's trying I think to survive. It, I think it can't be historical. I think it needs to be on a, a fictional. Why? Well, then our well actually, no, I lied. Week, actually, I lied. Actually, I lied. So, okay. Oh, yeah, Titanic so, and Poseidon. Why? Wasn't Poseidon Adventure based I think, on I a think true Poseidon story was too? probably based on an event that had yeah. occurred. Okay. So, obviously so Titanic counts because they, they bumped into the iceberg, the iceberg didn't bump into them. Um, so we didn't land on Plymouth on, Rock. On. Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> there was enough room on okay, that. But, but okay, the points okay. I'm saying it goes back to the non-conscious effect there. But, but the why? Empire of Japan decided to attack because. Yeah, I'm gonna. Be, I have to side with Justin on this. Why? Why can't it be a conscious force? This got way more heated. This isn't. This isn't heated. This is actually just much more in depth. I think. I'm feeling a little hot, yeah, you guys. It's a little hot. Yeah. Yeah. You feeling that? You should I'm take off your sweater. My, my balls. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. What? Burritos. <laughs> burritos. I told you. Sour <laughs> cream at the bottom. <laughs> I'm improved. Okay. So so Brian. Okay. So Brian, explain to us why why can it not be a conscious force? Why does it have to be an unconscious force to make it a disaster movie? Because when you put a conscious force on it, it's no longer man versus nature you know when it's a war concept to me and this is me just going on the spot here but to me war movies are more about how people deal with some sort of political agenda in this case we were dealing with the fact that we just got invaded and no one invaded america at that point with the exception of the british in in 1812 they made that movie that was called the patriot sarah i feel like you're about ready to burst i'm sorry sorry brian but like so it can't be a conscious thing so therefore, alien invasion movies cannot be considered a disaster movie. So then Independence Day doesn't work. Then Independence Day is not a disaster but movie. Wasn't he against that to, from the beginning? No, 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 no. I no, conceded no. to it no, last no, week when no. we originally oh, here's, recorded Here's the thing, here's the thing. Brian and I got into an argument because <laughs> I was, I said I wasn't sure at first if alien invasion movies could be considered disaster movie because at that point I had it stuck in my head that it really needed to be a force of nature thing and needs to be a boat capsizing it needs to be a volcano it needs to be a twister you know whatever whatever the whatever the fuck and then you were saying that alien invasion movies do count but I think where we caught in the disagreement was that I say that alien invasion movies while they can be disaster movies are also science fiction movies and then and you are holding strong saying that that is not science fiction which i think is another argument but uh it is, I, yeah. see, I see where sarah is going though so 
if you're stating that a conscious effort cannot be considered a disaster movie... Then King Kong, Godzilla, <clears throat> War of the Worlds, Independence Day... Well, we have because to figure out what defines consciousness. I mean, yes, well, I do that's agree. What, that's what I was just asking. Yeah, 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 time yeah, out, time out. Yeah. You defined consciousness like five minutes ago. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Now, hang on a second. I'm willing to concede. I'm willing to concede okay. that alien invasion movies don't count. But with King Kong... Yeah, that might not qualify as disaster because he does have a heart to it. But Godzilla I w- I wouldn't doesn't consider King Kong either because Kong, I would, Cloverfield. King, Cloverfield, I Cloverfield would, more so I would than more King Kong. Than King Kong because King Kong, what all he, he does, really all he does is he gets on top of the enti- Empire State Building. Well, and actually, and they fire at him. Well, isn't um, we attack him? He's not attacking us. Okay, okay. The idea but of same King thing Kong with Cloverfield. Says, actually, if um, beyond what the movie actually says, it, yeah. And this is movie, this is why I'm a nerd. For those of you that have not really heard this part, and Sarah, you can you can jump in and make sure that I'm okay with this, but supposedly at the very very beginning of the movie the whole premise is why that monster is there is because she's trying to find her babies no we we disrupted her nest in the bottom of the ocean because we were drilling it for soda because we were drilling for a secret ingredient that goes into soda soda. the the soda company i never saw cloverfield i never saw cloverfield the drink company that the guy in the beginning of the movie he had his like going away party was gonna be transferred to japan That drink company, based on Japan, they were the ones who were drilling for the secret Japanese. ingredient, which apparently the the ingredient comes from that egg. comes from the egg. It's like in the embryonic fluid, or it's very much like Slurm <laughs> wow. from Futurama. If you Anyways, guys follow that, but, God but, damn it, JJ Abrams! And that's, <laughs> I know, right? There's like well, and then that's, you get like the movie, and of course JJ Abrams has to have like an entire backstory on it. That's completely yeah, and, and if and actually, so your point was why, why do you feel like too. it's not a disaster movie? So, um, because then, because there's all that extra motivation, whether it was in the movie or not, it was supposed to be in a, included in a sequel if that ever happens. But that's a retaliation. If King Kong is retaliating, Cloverfield is, is re- she is retaliating against okay, an action that we did. Not, though, King Kong's never really retaliating. Right, he fell in love with the girl. He stole he, the girl and climbed up. Mm, I, so did I, he I not? Did he not cause any destruction then? In uh, Peter Jackson's version, I mean, he fucked some dinosaurs up. That was badass. But when he gets to New York, I don't see him actually causing any destruction. I mean, there were some. He breaks out theater. He, he, he disrupts the theater and he and he you know he maybe but, wrecks some stuff around the Empire State isolated. Building. So okay, so, so yeah, so the whole point okay, of so our, King Kong, no, but right, Godzilla. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing, okay, because you guys, and I mentioned this last week, when you said that monster movies are a gray area, I feel like if you're going to use the label monster movie, you have to incorporate Universal's lot, because those are quintessential monster movies. I'm just saying, that's my point of but view. But you can't include those as... But then you can't call it a monster no. movie. All right, all right, no, hold, no, on, no, hold on, no, hold no, on, no, 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 then, no, no. Then let's all... No. No, we're not going to no, decide. Can I please make my point about yes. this? Okay, so the problem with uh, with using Universal's monster movies, Dracula, The Mummy, Jekyll and Hyde, etc., they weren't terrorizing on a mass level, okay? What we're saying is a mass amount of people were affected. I'm not saying that all monster movies are disaster movies. I'm saying that you can have monster movies be qualified also as a disaster movie. The same reason why alien invasions can also be... A disaster movie and science fiction. Okay, so that's your point of view. But then, yes. if we if we were to believe what Brian says, that it has to be an unconscious force. That everything that we just said is completely false. Yeah, so, but I, that's down and to, that's why I don't agree with Brian. That's, that's <laughs> what it comes down to is we have to figure out well, well, what we don't okay. have to figure it out, but we have to decide like is it a conscious decision. Or is it a conscious force, or is it an unconscious? Okay, does force? okay. So the question is, why would certain monster movies qualify, and why would certain monster movies wouldn't? Well, King Kong doesn't apply because the monster has a heart. Can we agree with that? Yeah. 
no, that's not, that's a, not why. I, that's not why I agree. I I'll agree that it wasn't. Yeah. I'll agree that he has a heart. Sure. And I will agree that maybe he didn't cause as much destruction as, say, in comparison to Godzilla or something like that. Maybe he had like three blocks that he fucked sure. up. Sure. <laughs> sure. Mass destruction, I think, is is the the key principle there. Not the consciousness, not the heart, not anything, not anything abstract like that. I'm talking about like shit blowing up. I agree. So then what? Now, okay. but then that goes so, into but see that goes into the slippery slope of saying that any action movie can qualify as a disaster movie when shit de- gets blown it, up. It depends. Like I, True Lies, for example, some some major shit gets blown up in at the end of that movie. No, because not, I'm not saying that that's the only principle. I'm every, saying that's just one qualifier as far as what. Go. Yeah, I think everything. It just depends what a disaster movie is from dis- today's standards. Now, with almost any genre, there's no true definition because of how movies can get made now and what we can do and it's just like this hasn't been done before let's mash this and this and this and it'll it can be original and if it sucks we'll just throw it on sci-fi and make millions of crappy sequels so like <laughs> but i mean again Fair like enough. like we have to it, it's it's the thing like is it the intent of the movie that makes it a disaster movie is it the events or major event that happens that makes it a disaster movie. That's what I was trying to get. Like, do, why does it always have to be this force of nature? Because there are movies that are very human that humans created disasters. And I think at this point it is a, a good thing to bring up that we should keep in mind disease movies. Contagion. Contagion. Yeah. Force of nature that is not that is unconscious. Outbreak. That would definitely qualify. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie movies that happen to have... <laughs> That's the, the, it's, it's debatable. The, it's debatable, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like 28 days later, yeah. when I, they make zombieism I a disease, what we yeah. Proceed on is that a disaster movie <clears throat> is an event that occurs. We all agree on that. A catastrophic a, event. A catastrophic event, and it has to happen to a large group of people, and they have to fill certain archetypes in order for it to be classed. Like you, the, you have to have certain archetypes that are in it. I think we mentioned this last week. You have to have the lovers that are separated and they come back together. You have to have the one person that knew about it or is like the genius about what's going on. He has to be ugly looking. Hey, the other other people have to be pretty looking like the lovers have to be pretty looking. Yeah. The kids have to be dumb as shit. No, 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 guys. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It has to be a force of nature. I just wanted to be like a five-year-old for a second. Okay. Are you room. done? Are you done with your tantrum? <laughs> I am. Can you I have ice cream no now? Right. <laughs> no baked goods for you. That was out of line. You I didn't. Think about, I didn't. No, you I didn't think mean about it. What happened? I no, didn't mean no, it. You didn't because you had a conscious thought about it. <laughs> so are you trying to be the disaster? <laughs> I think I'm that we agree that it has to be on, a yeah. large, a large group with a cataclysmic event mm-hmm. and how they deal with that. I think that the event, that's debatable. And I don't think we'll ever find common ground in that because we all obviously have different opinions. But it needs to be something that affects a widespread of people. Your example, Pearl Harbor, Justin, I think that is on the cusp of saying yes and it's also on the cusp of saying no. Because it does mostly qualify as a war movie. True. However... I think it does have the makings of a disaster element because of all the millions of subplots. I mean, if we can rope in, if we can say Titanic is a disaster movie, Pearl Harbor, by that virtue, should be considered on some level a disaster movie as well because there are a large group of people, this cataclysmic event that fuels the story going forward. 
or with Michael Bay's or is it blowing up of shit? Yeah, Michael um, Bay explosion. Or 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 is it the the fact that with a disaster movie, the people have to know it's coming? Is that one of the elements? Not necessarily. Because well, I mean, like with Independence Day, if we're saying that that they had no idea, they had no coming. idea that was coming. Right, 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 right. right. They knew I'm, like five minutes before. So that. so the, the I'm Godzilla now going. People I'm now going know. off of the uh, what Brian's saying, like the 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 force of nature thing. Because we have all these scientists and shit now. So, like, Deep Impact, as we kind of talked about last time, uh, Armageddon, uh, Twister. But, they all, but they all knew that those things were coming. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so would that be because, like, they see it coming, unlike Pearl Harbor, where everyone in America is like, no one hits us, we're awesome. Boom! <laughs> Or all the people on the boat are like, dum, 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 yeah. dum, I'm um, the king of the well, world, I'm iceberg. Paint I paint naked fat chicks. I- <laughs> Whoa. She Whoa. When I was a kid, I was like, she's fat. And so I'm just saying, and I've never seen no, the movie. No, no, no. Whatever. For don't, shame. Don't hate me. Dude. Don't hate me. I'm Dude. I'm a fat Don't be I, I, I have to protect Miss Winslet, too. Yeah, she's fucking hot. Yeah, I think she's hot. If by some chance, Miss Winslet, you are watching this movie, please don't be creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) Or watching this movie, listening to this podcast, please don't be creeped out. First of all, we mean it in all good respect. Listening to this podcast, thank you so much, (laughs) Kate Winslet. You're my hero. You're an asshole for not letting Leonardo DiCaprio on that plane. Hey, you know what? Mythbusters, myth, sorry, Mythbusters actually proved that one wrong. That, that he could have survived on it. That he no? could have totally survived on that door. But yeah, but it was, was so much more dramatically perfect for him yeah, to die. Yeah, whatever. Jim Cameron's terrible. Miss Winslet, if you are listening, you are gorgeous. I mean, you can do no wrong. I'm sorry. I'll watch any movie you do. David just started unbuttoning his shirt. I don't know what's I, going on I, right I, now. I'm sorry. Unbuttoning his cardigan. <laughs> You're the reason why I like the holiday. Sean, you there? Yes. Okay. We were just talking. All right. Uh, Sean had to take a quick little break, folks. Sean, we were just talking about Titanic. <laughs> wow. We were talking about well, Kate Winslet. Well, really, we were talking about Kate Winslet and my uh, my love for her. And, if, and, and, and those just, perky on, on little boobies. Level, it is also on a uh, on an acting level. Because if you watch the reader of Revolutionary Road, oh, God, she's amazing. Oh, anyway, she's amazing. So I agree. You know she's one of the best actresses in Hollywood, hands down. Right? Absolutely. Amen. I thought Heavenly Creatures was boring. Well, what? Oh. Heavenly Creatures is awesome. That's where Peter Jackson really shines. Meet the Feebles. <laughs> <laughs> he shines really well there, but in, an, in a different way. Frighteners, anybody? Yeah. Frighteners? Yeah. Like he did in Dead Alive. Right? Yeah. It's great. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So I think what you're getting at is... Kate you want to marry Kate Winslet. <laughs> yes. No, but before that, what you're saying is we really can't be rigid about this. That, that we've got to be more flexible as to what qualifies as a disaster movie. And we all agree that there is one catastrophic event yes. that a ensemble of characters has to cope with. But the nature of that event is up for debate. Whether it's even a character can be up for debate is what you're saying. I was actually just kind of sort of thinking about this as we were thinking about the archetypes. Yeah. And as I was kind of going over that one in my head... I was kind of realizing that as an archetypal character, there's always a male leader who's leading the group or a group of people to safety. Yes. I don't necessarily think it has to be that, I don't though. think I don't think it has to be. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm just saying just, this is happened. what I've seen. It's, it's I've yet to see a John Cusack. It's Bruce Willis. Helen Hunt was the main lead in Twister, mm, though. I don't know. I think Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Totally it takes, was more Bill Paxton. He, he outshines her in that one. Absolutely. She comes. She's really close. I think she's the closest they've gotten yeah. to in disaster movies, but... Uh, it's Bill Pierce Paxton. Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, and Dante's Peak. Peak. Oh, God. Linda Hamilton was such a backseat driver. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones in Volcano. 
Okay, so speaking of which, now we're getting into these. So let's take a second here. Which disaster movies do we love the most? Okay, so originally, that's right. I'm going to go first. I, I, I'm really excited because I was just, I, I, last week I said Dante's Peak and then Ugh. I started thinking about it. It's a toss up between Dante's Peak and Daylight. Daylight? I don't remember Daylight. Oh, oh my Daylight. God. God, it's so Daylight. It's good. Brian and I saw that. We saw that in the theaters, right? We saw that in theaters. Well, right. I think we saw it with our that's grandma, right. actually. in that movie. Yeah, the that's rock right. Climber. So yeah. for those of you that don't know, Daylight is probably not on anybody's like radar anymore because it's Stallone. Just, it's Stallone. And he plays like some disaster. He played some like former military specialist. But yeah, but it was like it was like an organization that works with dis- that does disasters. Yes, kind of like FEMA, but not called FEMA. And he and so like the, basically a, a tunnel, part it, of the major the, tunnel. It's the it's the George Washington Tunnel, right? Or no, that's the bridge. It's the Brooklyn Tunnel. It's some, it's the tunnel between Jersey and New York. And so there's these unmarked military vehicles carrying uh, chemicals. For whatever reason, you don't know. And what gets it started is these two, like, low-life criminals rob a jewelry store. They drive recklessly into the tunnel. They cause a car accident that makes these chemicals explode, and it basically seals off the tunnel from both sides. So the group of survivors are stuck in this tunnel. They're losing air. And so Stallone, being the only guy that can do it because it's fucking Stallone, has to, like, go in through this really ridiculous pattern they're like there's no way in it's like the only way you can do it is you have to go through this duck system of fans and so he has to like go through these fans to get to them and so it's basically just Stallone trying to get them out and there's a dog in it which i think in every disaster okay movie, some so to me that the most heartbreaking part of that movie was when there was the couple oh the invested, old couple yes yeah. the old couple who was invested in the dog because the lady had lost her son or something yes and when the dog she thought was dead she she just like literally died out of grief and yeah. then the dog ended up being alive yeah that was like oh that's yeah. fucked up yeah. wow i'm so oh it, man it, sean just got emotional this is hilarious are you are you okay yeah i'll be i'll be okay i just i've actually seen that movie recently it was on showtime it's, and man it's you're tearing my heart out man i didn't great, know it was gonna be like for, this for those of you that have not seen it especially sarah because she has this look on her face like what the fuck are you talking about like, <laughs> it. it is probably one of the best disaster movies that's there i'll trump you oh you're gonna trump me all yeah. right justin gets justin trump me so thanks to Wikipedia because they're always correct. I li- I looked up a list of disaster <laughs> movies, and uh, what's great is they don't have a definite answer. They have a selection of natural disasters, aliens, man-made disasters, animals, and plants. I will have to go with and this. Well, first I'm going to do the silly one because it's happening. Cracks me. No, this cracks me up. Under earthquakes, Land Before Time. Gut wrenching. That's ridiculous. I read that Wikipedia article before this too because, like you said, Wikipedia always correct. And man, there are so many. There's there's like a hundred movies on there that don't belong in the disaster movie category at all. What's another one? Well, 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 that's 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 why that I said that it was me being funny. Like it's on the list, and I. Oh, sorry. My bad. Perfect storm. Perfect. Oh, perfect storm. Perfect storm. There's great a, disaster movie. That That's Perfect a really storm is good. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, movie. they're on the sailboat, and it's yeah, yeah. Man, I was yeah. Bored it's like it was like three hurricanes just coming together. Dude. I was also like twelve when I saw it, and I forced a friend of mine to go, and he's like, "No, dude, I want to go see this comedy with Jason Biggs." And I'm like, "No, guys, we gotta go see, we gotta go see the boat in the water." And like we were both just like, you would have been born uh, to tears with the Jason Biggs movie, to be honest. Yeah, too. it was probably Loser, I imagine. Probably. No, it was the one where he, it was like he played the best friend, and there was somebody else. That sounds like every Jason Biggs movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was an American Pie, I can tell you that. Right. Boys and girls. Yes. Boys and girls is the oh, Jason Biggs movie oh. I'm talking about. I thought you were talking to us as like 
being condescending. No, it's the movie's called Boys and Girls. Amazing. I love that. Yes, it was Boys and Girls. Oh, that was uh, it was with Freddie Prince Jr. too, right? Wasn't he also in it? I think so. Probably. It was a nineties teen movie. Sean was nodding. Sean's giving us a nod. Sean's like, I've seen it. I've laughed. Yeah. Oh, so by the way, for those who I are just love Jason Biggs. We didn't movies. actually say this at all. Sean is actually joining us via Skype right now. Probably should have said that earlier. Oh well. It said that Children of Men is a disaster yeah, movie. It, I don't it's, think so. Because it's an epidemic in a sense. Uh, it's, a disa- it's, it's a disaster it's in a, a sense. It's a dystopia. It's a disaster in a sense because it's kind of post-apocalyptic, but also because there's no birthing happening. I, I would say... I'm just say, saying, I, I mean, I'm saying why it's probably on the list. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not agreeing with no it. Way. That's, that's, but I feel like that's post-disaster. That's more, that's more dystopian than post-disaster, yeah, well, or post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. The whole premise of that movie, though, is them coming out of disaster because he's helping ship out the one woman that can actually give birth. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, it's like, it, it's not, I, I disagree with that. Yeah, it's, and for the record, my favorite part of that movie is when they're walking through and like they're in the middle of this massive war scene and when the soldiers see the woman with the child, they just stop and like just without fail, they, they just let her go through. It, it's just like this ripple effect. It was so mm-hmm. awesome. What's so great about that scene is even though it's not one shot, it looks like it's one shot. Yeah. One of, one of the that, scenes is all one shot. They, he I think really the, one close. of the car chase scenes is almost entirely one shot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was probably one of the best shot movies. I mean... I, I, I'm getting I'm getting emotional about it because Alfred Curon I feel like can do no wrong like Alfonso wrong. Alfonso Curon I apologize Alfonso Cuarón even his his Harry Potter was probably one of my visually one of the best yeah that actually series. was my favorite of the Harry Potter movies was the third one I mean he's just so good Children of Man is one of my favorites yeah Sarah, absolutely Sarah Sean what what is your disaster no, I'll, I'll give Sean the floor oh I, I like David because we did this before once I had a lot of time to think about it and I think I'm tied I'm actually tied between deep impact uh, for the character development and how the effects of that were more of a supporting character than the actual main focus of the film yeah and that's unique I think in that genre and then uh, I'm going to have to go with The Perfect Storm because I was oh, yeah. I was glad you guys mentioned that. The Perfect Storm's a really good movie and it tears your heart out. Yeah, you do. Brian, how about you? For me, I'm torn. I like Rip Torn. I love like I love Deep Impact. Every movie with Rip Torn. <laughs> I love Deep Impact. I think that is- <laughs> <laughs> So, do you Hi-yo. love get- Never mind, I'm not going to go there. I also like Deep Impact because of the character of development, and it was just so well done. But I have to go with a little piece of nostalgia. And even though I haven't seen it in a long time, Twister. Twister's my, my tie-up because... I'm not going to lie. Every time Twister's on TV, it's one of those movies that I don't turn the channel. I, yeah. I, I sit and I watch it over and over yeah. again. Yeah, and it's... It, and I think the reason is it goes back to, yeah, it was the story of, yes, they're dealing with chasing tornadoes. Yet it's also the story of this couple who are making amends, you know? Maybe I need to see this movie. I'm like with you. Like, I, I saw that movie and I was like, it's a Well, the like name is stupid. I will admit, yeah. the name Twister is stupid. It's like trying to sound edgy and trying to make that reference to, you know, The Wizard of Oz. And I'm still upset about Mad About You. I didn't find that show funny, so I don't what? really want to support Helen Hunt. No, she's great. <laughs> she's Get so over fun. it. No, see what's so great about that movie is it is the quintessential disaster movie because group of people taking on this cataclysmic event. Events, events, multiple. But it's just the group of characters are just so much fun to watch as they do it because again they they're all archetypes, right? So you got the head honcho Bill Paxton and like you know also the head honcho woman where they're they're clashing heads, and you got like the crazy guy 
Philip Seymour Hoffman before he like really hit his stride. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, like a crazy dude. So this came out before Boogie Nights. Oh, dude, this came out '96. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was like he had done maybe it was actually right around the time Boogie Nights came out. This was like the mo- the most major movie he had done at that point. I think was Scent of a Woman, and that was when he was just like getting out of college. All I remember from that movie is just food, food. Boom. Yeah, he was thin in that movie too. And then I think about it. Philip Seymour Hoffman, if you are listening, I just punched Brian in the balls for saying that. No, I'm just saying like I didn't think it was Philip Seymour Hoffman because he looks so different in yeah, that as that character. Hair. And the long hair also helped definitely. Sarah. Um, okay, so I would say that. Uh, God, I'm so indecisive on these things. I don't like I don't like blanket statements and saying certain things are my favorite and whatever. I would have to say that I have a lot of affection for Twister. It's definitely up there. When I was a kid, my mom did payroll for Lucasfilm, and I actually saw how they pieced together the sound effects for the tornadoes mm. before the movie came out. What did they use? A lion's roar, actually. Really? Yeah, that was like hmm. I remember that being one of the elements. I was really, really young. And then also my brother, you know, after he saw Twister, he wanted to be a storm chaser for a little while. And my mom's like <laughs> a, a weather nerd. So like the our whole family just clung to that movie. My dad loved Mad About You. We were all just like, this is the best. So that was definitely a family movie for us. Independence Day. I'll be damned if I don't love those one-liners. And that was such a great cast of people in that movie. I just love it. Welcome to Earth. You know, <laughs> this is brilliant stuff. Plus, I actually used um, Bill Pullman's speech from Independence Day to help convince a friend of mine to break up with his girlfriend. Um, so, <laughs> you know, obviously, that's a soft spot there. That needs to be written into something. Honestly. Right, yeah, right. Just a little short scene. <laughs> Another person back. Did you just really? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Point still stands. <laughs> And then another one that I'd actually like to kind of throw out there as I was thinking about it more recently, Day of the Triffids. Uh, it's a, a 1950s B movie, but that one's actually one of my favorites. It was probably the first 1950s B movie. And I, I watched that one first and then I watched War of the Worlds. My parents had rented it because they're like, oh, Sarah, you need to see these movies. And uh, and Day of the Triffids, man, it actually kind of scared me a little bit. It's these plants that start trying to take over and it's so really freaky. It was- the good happening. Yes. The, they were, happening. But they were actual big plants. They kind of look sort of like demented sunflowers that actually were going through and trying to attack people. It was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. But yeah, so to wrap up, Twister, Independence Day, Day of the Triffids. I like how on Wikipedia, and Sarah showed me this, that under their aliens category, Heavy Metal and Heavy Metal 2000 are on there. Yeah, those are. What? What? That doesn't count. That, that does not count so as a disaster so, movie. So Wikipedia is, like, amazingly lazy, because they just threw in a bunch of alien movies on this. So, like, Pitch Black, I don't think that that's a disaster movie at all. I think it was a that's a horror movie. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a total horror movie. Yeah, totally a horror um, movie. Um, uh, The Puppet Masters? Oh, that's not the original one. Never mind. Predators, the remake. I don't think that's a disaster movie Wait, either. The one with Adrian Brody? Yeah, yeah. Adrian Brody. Uh, Super people... Eight's on here. What? Super Eight. No. Borderline. No, it, it's it's all under Borderline. the alien category. So no. like, no, that I, movie is clearly uh, terrible. 
It's a monster <gasps> movie. It was a great movie. Fuck you. The ending sucks. What are you talking about? Okay. To me, to me, like Super Eight is like ET gone horribly, horribly awry. Like Like, like if it was like ET and Goonies. Yes. With with J.J. Abrams' classic needing to let go of something. Yeah. To divulge because I'll never be able to say this in this podcast. I'm a huge Lost fan. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Lost nerd. Like when. Fuck you, dude. It's a great show. But the whole point of that entire show, the final episode was all about letting go. And anything that J.J. Abrams does is all about letting go. Like, I want to have a conversation with his psychiatrist or psychologist and just be like, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Because he has some issues that he does not want to let go of. Like, the entire movie of Super 8 was that kid and the dad needing to let go about the mom. Yeah. And that yeah, was that I, final image. And I like... I'm not going to cry. Or I, maybe, I, I I like or maybe it's it was, a conscious thing. Maybe he's seeing that as a population, maybe there are certain things we need to let go. that's why I love him, because he does it in such a way. Like, the, the scene where he has to look over the locket was a little hit you over the head. Okay, guys, remember... You have to let go sometime. And it was a little too blatant for me, but goddamn, do I love him. And I love J.J. Abrams. I, with the exception of this new show he's got, Revolution. J.J. Abrams is actually, I think, attached to one of the two disaster earthquake movies that's coming out um, next year. There's one called San Andreas 3D, mm-hmm. and then there's another one that's tentatively called Earthquake. I think J.J. Abrams is attached to an earthquake movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, We've already had our belongings as they fall into a giant hole in that. Ah, man. So wait, if they're doing an earthquake movie that's in 3D, is it going to be like anything like those theme park rides where your seats no, shake but too? I'm sure like doing the like, D like, like, like D-Box with 3D combined? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of upward shots of building pieces falling down. Sean, yeah. Earthquake, the first earthquake movie that came out, they uh, were the first to use sense around where they used the huge subwoofers mm-hmm. to make the theater feel like it was vibrating. And I would not be surprised if we see a revival of that when the new earthquake movie comes out because it's pretty easy wait, to do. Is supposed to be a uh, like a remake, do we know? No, it's not. A, it's not a remake at all. They were very clear about that in the articles that I've read. I know a lot of ladies who are going to go see that movie. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow, wow. just wow. <laughs> yep. How would you think of the movie? Oh, it was amazing. It was the best thing since Magic Mike. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I, I do have a slight man crush on Channing Tatum after uh, Twenty One Jump Street. I still haven't oh seen that one. God, it's brilliant. He and, is, he's genuinely funny. And then when he gets his ass handed to him in Haywire, I was like, all right, I do kind of like it. And here's why he's funny, because he's the funny guy, and you would think that Jonah Hill would be the funny man. He's not. He's the straight man in the movie, mm-hmm. and Channing Tatum is the, is the funny guy. He's huh. almost great. Almost anything you would have thought of that would have gone into this movie isn't what you're going to think about. And here's why this movie is great. Within the first ten minutes, they call themselves out, and they know exactly what they are. Yes. Yes. They immediately yeah. call themselves out. And I was like, good for you. You're self-aware, but you're not self-aware. And you're not going to take yourself the, seriously. The scene with Ice Cube? I'm, I'm stuck. Completely side tangent, I'm sorry. But I had, oh, to, yeah. I had, to, I had to comment. As if we haven't had enough of those Wait. already. Akbar! Just because <laughs> I wanted to. <laughs> oh, we didn't establish that. because Oh, think yeah, we, did. we, haven't, oh, oh, we right. haven't talked about that. Okay, Sarah. so let me let me go ahead and explain this one. So we've now established a rule and a drinking game at home, if you guys want to. <laughs> it's uh whenever anybody's feeling uncomfortable on the podcast for talking about a topic that may be a little bit of a sore subject or they're just like whoa that's a little too much for me the, the safety word. word is akbar so whenever it's too much we just if you hear us say akbar and then we want to change the subject really quickly that's why should we test it out <laughs> yes we, we used it the most in the halloween episode and now you guys are wondering why that was yeah but i believe 
it was something in particular that Justin said that was a little much that we're just like, dude, Akbar. <laughs> yeah, I went on a I went on a Lewis Black tirade about why we love disaster movies because we suck as humanity. Oh yeah, we suck. <laughs> but that was pretty much like yeah, like, no, like we suck as we suck. As humans, and then something about wiping out the entire yeah, south. south? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh, that's right. That's right. Let's Sorry. not alienate some potential audience members here. <laughs> Whatever, dude. They just think we're, yeah. we're fags who eat sushi and tofu and surf. <laughs> Go to New York. All of them think that. They're like, hey, you surf, faggot. <laughs> Akbar. I'm just saying that happened yeah. to my okay. buddy. I think to the people out there in the Twitterverse, our challenge to you is to tell us, first of all, what is your favorite disaster movie? Why do you like it so much? And what do you think makes a disaster movie? Yeah, what qual- do you think qualifies as a disaster movie? We, we think, I think we really want to open that discussion up to anybody else who is out there. And um, thank you guys for, for listening to us try to recreate an episode <laughs> yeah. after, after totally failing at recording. Lie. I think this one was far better than our first attempt just because we got so much... More, I think the conversation became more heated than our last conversation. Probably, probably I think we were yeah. drinking more this time. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, so more booze equals more fights. Gotcha. Yes, <laughs> there you go, guys. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook on our uh, website at anatomy.com, which would you can use to subscribe to us through iTunes. Please subscribe, give us a rating. We'd love to hear what you think of the show and give spread the love. Give us a review, yes. Because the more you review, the more we're seeing. Yeah, and on the Neuronomy website, you can also buy t-shirts now, as you may have heard from those ads at the beginning of our show. We have some pretty cool stuff up there. We'd like to, to see our, our, our nerd wear. Akbar's coming soon, definitely. We that have... alpha nerd shirt is amazing. The, Everybody needs an alpha nerd shirt. The alpha nerd shirt, shirt is, pretty, is pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, Eric's got one, but the Abacus one. That is freaking amazing. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Sarah. I'd also like to invite everybody to email us. Yes. Um, if you go to nerdonomy.com and you go to the nerds page, you can see all of our gorgeous mugs on there. And uh, if you kind of hover over, you can see our email addresses. Or if you click on it and you have Outlook, it'll actually open up. I tried yeah. it. It was pretty rad. Wait, is this a new thing? No. I mean, well, it's been like that this, for a It's been weeks. that way for like a month now. Yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> Apparently, um, I have not gotten that memo. Anyway, point being, please email us or just email me, frankly. And you guys can ask me. Like, Fuck the other guys. Yeah, I don't care about this. Sarah is single at the moment, in oh case you're. Oh my God. <laughs> Sean? Aside from that, holy fuck! All naked pictures uh, should be sent to my email. There, the way, I'm the, I'm What's your guy. email, Sean? So, Sean, get to it. Yeah, Sean so, Moe uh, at, Mo at nerdonomy.com. Also, if you have topic yes. ideas that you feel like, hey, maybe you guys should talk about that. Guess what? We'll do it. Um, but when you guys email me, you guys can just you can want to talk about movie stuff. That's cool. You want to talk about other stuff. You want to talk about other nerd things. You guys want to ask me a question. You want some random advice? I'll respond. Ask Sarah. <laughs> Ask the nerdy girl. It's, mm-hmm. We're trying to segment Which, out. Which, if you do it, we'll create it into a segment on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she'll re- answer your email Absolutely. on the show. Absolutely. We will. We will do that. I will totally Absolutely. do it. You should also realize, fans, that there are also Brian and I. We can be yeah. emailed as well. Yeah. We'll take you, the topics. Very we'll easy. We'll take the advice. And Sean takes naked photos. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And on the website, you can find us. But I'm just Brian at nerdonomy.com. And David's just I David. David at nerdonomy.com. And I'm Sarah at nerdonomy.com. Sarah with an H. And I'm Brian with a Y, so David's David with a with a D with a D. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. I'd like to take a quick second to uh, to thank Sean for being our first long distance guest host, guest Yay, star. Skype. 
And uh, Justin, for coming out again, thank you for being here to, to re-record. I'm here to make people feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. And we will all see you next time. Bye. Sean. And Bone, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is single. Brian, Brian, not your mom. What? I was talking to anybody else but you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. Akbar, straight up Akbar. <laughs> and roll credits. <laughs>